is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Toby, uh, returning to us after a couple of weeks where you just couldn't make it, just too busy. It's good to be back. So I sure a, did miss you, buddy. He's a young gentleman with, like, five jobs. You know how it is, Mark, when you're in your early 20s. you got they, ten they don't, jobs. When you're, when you're, gotta make when you're in your early 20s, they just don't want to pay you. <laughs> oh, wait, just, never mind. You were working in a jail cell when you were in your early 20s, but... Anyway. But I understand. <laughs> I was turning big rocks into little rocks. Right. So um, anyway, Toby's back. It's good to have you back. In fact, we we all just came back from uh, from Porcupine Freedom Festival. Great time. And I gotta say, um, Toby, we've mentioned certainly enough times, and we'll continue to mention it that you are uh, one of the the few men behind. Uh, the very excellent program, Free Minds TV, which is a locally produced uh, pro-liberty hour that airs on public access television right here in Keene, New Hampshire. Now, even though it's locally produced and it is on public access, you do manage to talk about some national issues on the right. show. So it's something where I think anybody can consume. I think anybody I, around the country can. The, or the local world. issues we do talk about, I think that they happen all over the place, too. It's not isolated to just Keene. You can relate a lot of them back to wherever you are. So, uh, yeah, as I uh, shut down the audio on my computer here. Um, anyway, so you guys, actually, you brought out, we, we broadcasted live from the, uh, from the Pork Fest, and you guys did a, a pre-recorded show, because obviously it's a little more difficult to, right. to do television live than it is uh, to do radio live. In fact, it's more difficult to do television on remote than radio on remote. So you guys really had a lot of equipment to pack out there. You had, I, I saw the setup in photos. I didn't actually get to see it in person um, and I regret that, but well, you guys were recording live while we were recording. Right. So, but I saw some of the pictures, and Mark, man, they had uh, they had the the lighting setups out there. They had these huge like ballasts with all kinds of different lights on it, and they uh, they really had us outdone in the uh, neat gizmo department. That's for sure. I mean, to, it was for, quite the spectacle for us to set up. You just got, you just have your little gig skins box, and you sort of unzip and plug in, and yeah. <coughs> Yeah, it only takes me a few few minutes to get. There's a set couple up. of flashing lights, and that's that's about it. Some microphones, and that's our setup. Yep, they had lights and cameras and controlling units and monitors and the whole deal. Yeah, it was a lot of fun though. We we ended up recording a little bit over two hours, two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, special. I heard about that. Just you... basically interviewing anyone who wanted to come on and tell their story. So. Very cool. That's sort of what we did. Basically, <laughs> we had our open seat and let anybody come on on and uh, and talk to us. So, very cool. I suppose the uh, Porkfest edition of the show will be airing at some point in the near future. Yeah, but it should be online in the next couple of days. It's Great. actually, it's just editing. It takes a little while. There's a trailer that I just posted online. It should be ready by the end of the show that people can watch it at freekeen.com or freemindstv.com. Oh, you know, I'm so glad you keep promoting <laughs> my website. I was so upset and, and happy at the same time, Mark. They came up with their own website for their show. Um, as you know, we'd had them posting over at freekeen.com every episode of, of Free Minds TV. Mm. And so then they went and registered freemindstv.com, and now they're promoting that. <laughs> they really oh. are the draw for that uh, freekeen.com website. Yeah, that's true. And I thought, oh, 
Ah, well, you know, it's good news they've got their own site, but I hope they don't uh, shy away from better. Oh. <laughs> no, we, we still plan on po- all of the episodes will still be posted on Freekeen and promoting that way as well. So I appreciate. I think Freekeen's an important site. It's fun to blog at. Anytime that something really irks me, I can get on there and write a blog, and it, it's awesome. Absolutely, <laughs> very good. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Mark, you were uh, mentioning to me just before we started that you have some sort of a social conundrum that has developed over the legalization of marijuana on well, the RLC forum in the, on the Internet. Right, um, at RLCNH, which, you know, I, I just have a great time at all these little little forums. But uh, they were talking about um, a couple of people going back and forth. And, you know, RLC is going to be a little more moderate as far as the libertarian stance goes in a lot of these things. And one of the uh, guys on there sort of advocated marijuana um, decrim so that they could tax it. Oh, boy. You've heard that before, right? Sure. Sure. And um, so it, the debate sort of raged on, and, and uh, somebody on there, uh, Jane, who is uh, just a dynamo as far as getting things done here in New Hampshire, she's like, tax it? You must be kidding. I'd completely oppose it on those grounds, just as I do gambling run by the state. I'm not about to condone the creation of a new bureaucracy that allows the government to take even more of our money. Decrim, yes, but tax no. Good for Jane. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Jane certainly has can opinions on everything. Can you send me a link everything. to that? Can you send me a link to that? I, I can, want to send her a thank you I note. I can forward, uh, forward it off to you. And, um, you but yeah, she's absolutely right on that because, you know, if you consider yourself a small government person, and if you're in the RLC, the Republican Liberty Caucus, then you should consider yourself a small government person. It should be a rule. It should be a hard and fast rule that you do not create new government in order to dismantle government it's just it should not be part of the process i i hear what you're saying what's the conundrum well the conundrum is um would you take it uh, is because <clears throat> as politics goes we're rlc um it generally works from the inside the idea is to get people elected and that kind of thing and when as politics goes it's all seems to be about compromises mm-hmm. um like for instance would you take medical marijuana or complete ma- marijuana legalization um decriminalization i should say if the state of New Hampshire said that they were going to administer it in the sense that they're going to grow the weed. They're going to they're put gonna, it in their damn liquor stores and all that. They're going to distribute it through, like they would, um, you know, liquor, any kind of controlled substance like liquor or something like that. Would you take it? Would you vote? I mean, you're a you're a representative and the one of the 400 people sitting in the house. Would you say yes or no? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's tough, that. isn't it? It is tough. It is. Now, when it comes to the state, um, I mean, and once the state's admired in it, try to get them out. I mean, it, you, you, it, it's harder than smoking out uh, Japs in World War II. You cannot get them out. Once the state's in something, yeah. it's just so difficult. So hmm. you know, then, then you take the step back from there that says the state is going to license marijuana gro- growers and um, tax their, the you know, sales of I don't their like products. any of it. I don't like, I don't like it, it either. But I think you might be able to talk me into um, you know, them, them licensing and taxing, even though lic- licensing is going to keep a lot of people out, I a lot think of people what from I, growing. <sighs> Um, it's also well, this gonna... is why I would never be a representative, Mark, because right. I don't. Want, I would not want myself to be put into uh, a compromising position of this sort. I can't really. If I were to be forced into this position, and again, I would not normally be, and I'd like to hear what Toby would think as somebody who is going to be running for uh, for Keene City Council um, here in town. But I think if I were forced to vote on that, I would vote in the affirmative to take it out of the black market. But at the same time, I would give some sort of a speech and attach some provisions to it and say, look, I'm only voting yes for this. 
I myself will continue to purchase my marijuana on whatever black market exists. I would I think will that not that would purchase the, it through those stores. I would think that that would make the black market um, significantly more gray. You don't see a lot of people getting um, trucked in for brewing their own whiskey at home these days. No, you don't. But you do see a lot of people getting arrested for marijuana. Um, it's it's simply that the state sells it in the liquor store. Just uh, you know, people would rather go get it. It just it sort of takes all the teeth out of uh, um, these these laws as far as um, allowing it. So I I said uh, I must say I'm torn on this point. Um, if the government were in charge of growing it, I would say no, as in the circumstance of government-run casinos. But if the government were to be involved by taxing marijuana and licensing the growers, I would certainly put up a fuss, but they might be able to get a, um, my vote as though they would give a damn what I say. But I must say, it's a great point. I'll likely debate it on my show tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Got a little plug for Free Talk Live. In. Toby, what do you think? You know, it, it's a difficult question, but what it comes down to is I'd... <laughs> As much as I hate it, I'd rather see money going towards taxes than people going to jail. And that's uh, what really I think would decide me on it is that people going to jail, people's lives being ruined for that. I'd probably have to vote in the affirmative on it. As much as I don't like it either. I mean, it is it would be creating more bureaucracy, more government. But at the same time, people aren't going to jail for it anymore. Now, so. I got to witness uh, firsthand recently, some um, very recently in the last couple of weeks, some negotiating that went on where uh, the two parties sort of wanted to do business. So if, if this was brought up and it had a chance of passing this sort of bill, let's say it happened in New Hampshire, um, then it's likely that people are wanting to legalize marijuana. Right. One of the parties held out for what they wanted. And it, it, it took a little while, but they got pretty much what they wanted in mm -hmm. this particular um, instance. And I have to say that maybe holding off and saying no, 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 might get you what you want. I don't know. It could. Yeah. I don't know. I, I gotta. I gotta side with Toby on this. It's just more practical to to save people from jail cells because that's what's really important. Um, and when you're using libertarian politics to affect government, you really should try to help the little guys out. If that law were to pass, then that would be wide open for civil disobedience yeah. as far as people Definitely. selling without a license and all that stuff. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We do it for free, freetalklive.com. And some of those features include archives and entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. For your downloading convenience, just go and get them for free at freetalklive.com. And are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. D2Z. Org. I've been watching the Dow Jones. That day might be just a little nearer than I'm thinking. Yeah, I hope my uh, I, I'm just a few days away from my house uh, closing down in Florida. <laughs> well, my fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that sounds Hopefully little, not that soon. <laughs> that sounds a little, little little crazy. I don't know though. I mean, well, yeah. Uh, who will it be? Will it be painstakingly obvious when it happens, or will it be something where everything just all of a sudden starts sliding in the wrong direction, and then we figure it out a few weeks later, like, oh my gosh, this was it. It's not like we're it. not used to things sliding in the wrong direction. You know, the Dow goes up, the Dow goes down. Um, right. You know, housing it, values uh, are going down. They go down. You know, they're they're going down currently. They've been interest going rates, up for the longest time. Interest rates rise. You, we're used to all these things, and somehow or another, they manage to catch 
catch it and you know, they, they get another upswing. Maybe it won't happen this time. Yeah. I don't know. 1-800-259-9231. We were talking about legalizing marijuana and a bit of a conundrum as far as as far as individuals who consider themselves principled libertarians in regards to if there's a piece of legislation on the floor in any given state to legalize marijuana but have the state tax it or even worse distribute it. Um, would a principled libertarian be able to vote in favor? Well, I'm not of sure a bill I consider like myself a principled libertarian simply because you claim to be one, and I don't want to be that. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that you are, I don't want to be. But uh, um, at the same time, I know that when the state gets involved in things, they screw things up. I don't think it should be any different um, growing your marijuana and selling them than it is growing your geraniums and selling them. It's it's just a plant, and. I think you should be able to do what you want with it. If you want to grow it in your backyard and smoke that, I'm Absolutely. okay. But Absolutely. By the time, it, if it is legal for the government to grow, that means it's a marijuana. It's going to be start growing up everywhere. If they stop the eradication of it whenever they see a plant and stuff, it's going to start being everywhere. And really, I think in the end, it would it would work out for the best and, like you said before, create a gray market with it. Instead. You are yeah. wise beyond your years. Well, I think it would go in the right direction, and I agree that uh, mar- I think marijuana should start growing everywhere now. <laughs> uh, Operation Overgrow. Let's go to the phones to X in California. You're on Free Talk Live, X. Hey, I'm uh, calling from Humboldt County, California. Congrats. What's on your mind? Um, well, we have uh, legal marijuana here. Sort of, kind of. Uh, uh, well, you know, it's to the point. Humboldt, uh, if you go down to Mendocino County... There's actually debates going on down there about people uh, growing outside and air quality issues. Like you could what? have you could have big old plants in your backyard in Mendo, and like you know it's making your neighbor sneeze. <laughs> no, really, there's there's issues like that going you on know, here. You know, there's the, the the plants kicking out CO2 overtime all day long. No, no, it's the pollen. I, underst- I the understand. I understand the pollen, pollen but you know, you know that it's it's like you can't make people happy <laughs> oh i know but some people are really really allergic to to like fresh growing marijuana it makes them sneeze yeah i hear you especially when the plants are like 10 feet tall well maybe but we should ban hay or some of the other things too. that are uh, that people one thing are i'd like to. to say that it's done for here the town that i own a home in is called eureka it's mm-hmm. right on the coast and it's an old logging town basically and uh you know the logs are gone they, they the redwoods are gone uh there's not really a whole lot of uh logging left to do and the fish are gone so that's what made the economy here was like logs, fish, and gold, and all that's gone. And so what do people do? So it's created an interesting uh, economy up here. But the town Eureka that I live in, about 10, 15 years ago, when the, uh, when the logs and the fish went away, boy, you know, there were like um, boarded up buildings on the 101 and stuff like that, and it just nothing was painted. Mm-hmm. And then with our new DA, see, we're allowed to elect our, our own district attorney here, which I think is really important. A lot of people should uh, maybe kind of push for that where they live because that really helps because our DA, Paul Gallegos, won't prosecute you um, unless you have over uh, 99 plants. And even that is just kind of like a federal thing. So and, wait, uh, so hold on a second. He won't prosecute you even if you don't have the doctor's card? Right. Well, it's easy enough to get the uh, – you don't really need the, the – uh, it's called the 215 card. They just raised mm-hmm. the tax on that for a year now. It's like a, like a hundred and something dollars to get the card. But first wow. you go to your doctor. You get your prescription because you have chronic pain or some other need. Then you're supposed to take that prescription to the state. But in our area, like if you just have that prescription, you're, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And what it's done is like we now have like four grow shops in Eureka. And one of them is actually like a two one, a block and a half from the cop shop. 
So, I mean, you would think, you know, but it's it's not that way. And um, hmm. it's good. It, what it does is it it's it pumps a lot of money into the into the economy. Like, uh, let's say somebody buys a house, they might grow at the house, and then you know they they fix the house up. Sure. You know, the uh, electricians are never out of work in, <laughs> in this part of the uh, area. So, you know, it's good for the economy that way. Then what it does is what we're having an issue with up here are illegal Mexicans coming up, and they're growing in the hills. And they don't – things are changing. Like, you had the people who did this years ago, and they were more nature-oriented, like the children of, of the hippies and things. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing now – are like Latino gangs, and one of their trademarks that they do is at their point, at their water source, like these guys throw like whole bags of fertilizer into creeks, mm. and then you know divert water from the creek and stuff. So like they're they're really creating a lot of issues that weren't really there before, and um, you know we're still kind of recovering from the whole. You know Ronald Reagan sick the military on us here. He had helicopters flying in, and you know people's houses were being destroyed from like you know uh, helicopters hovering like 50 feet above your house it's not good on your shingles and things like that <laughs> so there were all those kind of issues but then what that did was it drove people underground like dudes dug bunkers and grew in bunkers sure and then they're no, gonna do what they gotta like, do yeah and then so now you have uh generators run on diesel and oil so then that taints the, that can taint groundwater so that's a big issue too it's but we're, it's it's working um, and it's kind of going hand-in-hand. Hand. Humboldt County just did a thing where we don't allow corporations to uh, contribute money to our elections here either, hmm. which is very important. That was a major victory. But uh, uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't really – I could care less who contributes money where it doesn't really – Well, Co- we Corporations have are so in bed with the government, I can understand why it is. I'm not saying it's the, the perfect solution or anything like that, but yeah. I, I can see some advantages to it. I look at a dead pulp mill every day that uh, corporations left behind and just filed for bankruptcy to not clean it up. So I see that, and that, that just says it all right there to me. And so if we can keep those people out, then you basically you only have local people making your decisions for you on a, on a local basis, which I think is pretty good. But being able to hire your own DA, you know, well, elect him, hire him, same thing, is, is, is key um, I Basically, guess. I mean, he's, he's going to sign your death running. warrant. You know, they're, they're going to either they're either going to hang you, or they're just going to look at your situation and go, well, you know, if 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 we put this guy in jail, he's not going to spend money on like services. We're going to, ha- you know. So, so basically, you're saying Humboldt County marijuana is de facto legal, and yeah. uh, society has not yet crumbled. No, it's actually improved here. Like Great. the housing values are going up. Um, Good news, X. Thanks for chill, uh, for cluing us in. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, we give them away. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show. We'll uh, tell you some of the ways you can do that here coming up in a few moments. But till then, enjoy all the features for free. Free Talk Live. 
Com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. We started out the hour by discussing a bit of a philosophical conundrum, I suppose, over uh, being a principled libertarian and voting for a compromised marijuana legalization bill. And... We basically came to the conclusion, I think in general, that probably would be a good idea to go ahead and vote for it, to do pretty much anything to take it out of the hands entirely of the black market and, and remove the risk of arrest from marijuana possession. I think that's a, re- a really important factor. And I thought it was also important to cover the fact that yet another state in America, in the United States, has decided to legalize marijuana. This time it was through the legislative process. Providence, Rhode Island, as Marijuana Policy Project reports, with the U.S. House of Representatives expected to consider a medical marijuana amendment within weeks, Rhode Island legislators have resoundingly overridden a gubernatorial veto to make that state's medical marijuana law permanent. Today's 58, this was from a few days ago, today's 58 to 11 House vote follows a 29 to 4 Senate vote to override on Wednesday. Rhode Island's original medical marijuana law, which was also passed over a veto by the governor, had a one-year sunset clause and was due to expire June 30th. Quote, the fact that this override passed by an even larger margin than the original override last year says everything you need to know about how well the law has worked and how completely uncontroversial it has been said Ray Warren, the director of state politics for the Marijuana Policy Project. Quote, thanks to this law, I have safe and legal access to my medicine, and I'm relieved that it's going to be permanent, said Bobby Ebert of Warwick, who uses medical marijuana to treat symptoms of AIDS. Our legislature, says uh, a, a multiple sclerosis patient, she says our legislature has stood with scientific evidence and the medical community to ensure that I and hundreds of other seriously ill Rhode Islanders don't have to live in fear. But the job won't be finished until every patient in every state who needs medical marijuana has complete protection. It's time for every state legislature and the U.S. Congress to change cruel and unscientific laws that criminalize the sick. Who who could disagree with this, really? If you could... If you can disagree with this, 800-259-9231. People who need help are getting help in Rhode Island. They're getting help in about 12 other states. I think Rhode Island is the 13th state. I thought it was the 14th. Uh, it's somewhere it in New there. Mexico, the 13th. Anyways, it's good news to see it happening more and more. And it's what it just shows is the federal government's policy on this is totally out of whack with what not only the people but also the states want. I mean, if the Constitution's yep. set up to be a melting pot and have little laboratories for the states and the federal government just seems not to be able to recognize that. And they're still doing these DEA raids and uh, putting people in fear even though it's legal in their state. I sure hope that... That news like this coming out of uh, New England states, because Vermont's got it now, right. and Rhode Island has it. I don't know about Connecticut. I don't think Connecticut is one of them. But more New England states are now going, jumping on the mer- medical marijuana bandwagon. And I think that's important because this year when the New Hampshire House of Representatives was looking at it, the most common excuse was, well, we're scared about the feds. Right. It's not necessarily that we disagree with uh, medical marijuana. It's just that we're scared about what to do about the feds. It's clear that these other states aren't too concerned, right? and they're getting it done. I called over 100 of our representatives this year, and that was the number one reason for not voting for it was um, 
they were scared of the federal government cracking down on it. Yep. So hopefully it, something I, will get done. Can't you read? I, I, I would think if, if that was happening to me, Toby, what I would do is um, read them the Tenth Amendment of the United States Constitution, which is the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it um, by it to the states are reserved to the states, respectively, or the people. This is the decision of the states. The federal government oh, has I think they understand that. I think they, they may understand. It probably wouldn't hurt to remind them of right. it. But at the same time, they're scared of what the feds might do. They, they, a lot of them just told me they've been watching the news and what's happening in California, and they don't want that to happen here. So all the DEA raids and stuff. and so they Which aren't sh- happening that often, by I know, the way, but in they're California. Hi- they're very high publicity when they right. do. So uh, I don't know. People need to stand up for what they believe is right, no matter what the government says it is. Even if, I mean, state legislatures, they're like, I, I believe it's right, but I just can't do it because yeah. of the federal government. I mean, come they're on. They're just a bunch of cowards is really all it is, and they need to be replaced. Didn't elect them to be cowardly. 1-800-259-9231. The final thoughts from Marijuana Policy Project. The override heartened medical marijuana supporters in Washington, D.C., where the House of Representatives will soon vote on an amendment to bar the U.S. Department of Justice from interfering with state medical marijuana laws. Quote, this vote helps show members of Congress that medical marijuana simply is no longer controversial and not an issue they need to fear supporting. You know, if that goes through, if the House actually does prevent uh, the DEA from continuing to, to screw around in state government's affairs, then in that case, then we might really see some, some activity on this right. front. So that would be good. Anyway, let's continue with the phone calls. Tom in Maine. Tom in Maine, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I, um, I think, I mean, the issue is pretty simple for me as far as which way to go. If you, I mean, we don't have to give up principles, but we have to understand that political process is slow and it's like turning a large ship you know you kind of take mm. one step at a time and you take any increase in liberty where you can get it knowing that that's not the final battle to be fought but it's simply one step along the way well um, so that i think what ian's um, contention is is that it would create a new large bureaucracy to uh, tax the marijuana. Now, I, I will grant you that it will get rid of a, uh, a an old large bureaucracy that tries to incarcerate you if you have marijuana, and that is... Well, I don't know if it would even get rid of that bureaucracy, because they'd still be enforcing other drug laws. It's not... They, there's just not enough of... There's not enough drugs out there. When, it, when you take away marijuana out of the equation, they just can't find enough cocaine and heroin and LSD and PCP and all this other stuff maybe to, to wage this war on the l- level that they have. Tom, your thoughts? Oh, I, I understand completely, and I don't, I'm certainly not one to advocate more government really in any circumstance per se. But, you know, again, in this case, I mean, what's the, the sum of the whole to me sounds like more liberty. Yeah, I think and we all so then the agree. answer is, well, that's good. I mean, good? it's just, you know, you can talk about the same thing with, with the fair tax. It's not a great idea, and it's certainly not the ultimate solution, but it's better than what we have. I don't know if I agree I with that. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm sure not willing that. to go that far with you, but I think I agree with you on the marijuana thing. Tom, thanks well, for I mean, it, Appreciate well, it. Sorry about that. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We should probably defend our statements on the fair tax for anybody that's brand new tuning in. Um, there are a lot of reasons to be very concerned about this thing. I'd be all for the fair tax if inside the legislation for the fair tax it was only enacted after we did away with the 16th Amendment. Right, which now, it's not. The likelihood of getting an amendment passed is nil. 
these things never happen, and uh, repealing one has only happened once. So, uh, right, and the get, likelihood if of you getting can repeal rid- the Sixteenth Amendment, I'll be on board with your fair tax thing. Before that, I think what we're going to have at that point is a national sales tax and a national income tax. Not to mention that uh, that's what my biggest hang-up, but it also makes everybody a welfare recipient essentially. By that's the most the rebate. disturbing that, thing. It and really makes me nervous. Yeah, the, you're talking about the. It's, actually, they call it the prebate, where they send out a check of the same amount. This sort of they determine what the poverty level of Americans is, and then they they determine what the uh, these Americans will be spending on food, and they then send out or requ- requisite items in order to live one's life, and they send you a check, and they say, well, this is to cover the the taxes on those items that you'll need to buy right. to live. And so that's the excuse is that, well, we're supposedly helping poor people, but they're sending the check to every American household, meaning that every American household then becomes a welfare recipient and will end up inevitably becoming just like any other welfare recipient. They'll be demanding. They'll be expecting. They'll be uh, entitlement. In, they'll feel entitled. It's and creating a that's new entitlement. scary stuff. More on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, totally free. Uh, One of the ways you can support the show, considering we give everything away on our site, is by buying some stuff at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done. We've got all kinds of different Free Talk Live clothing styles. We've got the uh, the Free Talk Live ladies tee, which is brand new. Free Marketeer t-shirt. A uh, couple different types of Free Talk Live hoodies, uh, as well as two different types of beanies and more, plus the hot-selling 2-gigabyte multi-gadget. It's an MP3 player. It's a voice recorder. It's a flash drive. It's an FM tuner, all rolled into one for less than 60 bucks. And we uh, we've maybe only got about 30 of those left. So if you want to get one of those, you should do it sooner rather than later. Uh, store.freetalklive.com. All of that and more for sale right now let's go to the phones and talk to tom in new hampshire you're on free talk live tom yeah did you hear about all those free staters who were driven out of new hampshire well they were driven out or have driven out uh well though some of them drove out but their passengers were driven out anyway please explain uh, I, oh i see it's just a play on yeah. words got it yeah i'm trying to make it sound scary like they were driven out yeah. you know and, and they're going to go home to their compounds and, and other twisty words like that anyway uh when the 21st amendment was passed uh and it repealed the 18th amendment and of course if the 16th amendment never was ratified then that raises a question of which amendment got repealed uh but I don't know if I believe that, because there had to have been people who were on the other side of the 16th Amendment. I mean, there had to have been some politicians that did not want to see an income tax. And yeah. they would have raised a real stink if that thing wasn't ratified properly. Anyway, to me. what I'm getting at is, yes, sir? after the 21st Amendment uh, repealed the 18th Amendment, repealed the federal prohibition law, mm-hmm. that replaced the total alcohol prohibition with regulated, controlled licensed uh, by crooked politicians, uh, restricted 
uh, in violation of people's rights, mm-hmm. uh, dry towns, uh, you can't sell beer on Sunday in some states, you when you're under 21, and right. that, see, but all of the push to repeal the prohibition, pretty much most of that died out when most of the victims of prohibition said, well, uh, it's uh, fine by me because I don't care because I live in a wet town and I'm over 21 and I don't give a fire truck about all these other people. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so that's what's going to happen when medicinal marijuana is, uh, is legalized and marijuana is decriminalized or sold through the stores. Most of the pressure to uh, repeal the rest of these unjust laws is going to fade away, and the libertarians have to continue uh, uh, reminding people that you know it's got to be the government must surrender unconditionally in the war on drugs, not merely decriminalizing marijuana, but legalizing all drugs and releasing all of the POWs from the yep. war on drugs. I am with you 100%, Tom. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. 800-259-9231. He's absolutely right with that one. Um, it's it's not over. Once medical marijuana happens, it's not over. And and, and you know what? The, the opponents of medical marijuana will come out and they'll say, well, this is just the first step. These, these are the drug legalizers. They want to legalize all drugs. Now... That's not true of everyone who's in the medical marijuana movement. Some of them will be very content to have their medical marijuana laws, and they'll go to the doctor and claim they've got glaucoma or MS or whatever, or the chronic pain, and they'll get their prescription, and they'll live their happy little lives. And then all the while, other people will be arrested for methamphetamine and cocaine and uh, crack and all the other drugs that will still be illegal after the medical marijuana law passes. And we need to be concerned with them, too. And we need to not forget about them and just rest on our laurels if we get the medical marijuana thing passed. And I don't think that's going to be a problem for any of us, but I think I think that's uh, that's important to remind those uh, some some of them some of our listeners out there who are just sort of focused on marijuana as their their prime issue. Please don't give up the fight uh, for the liberty personal liberty to put what you want in your own body after you've won one step in the battle. It's a long road to go, and even if we do win all the battles, it's eternal vigilance to keep them won. So, I mean, I don't see it. Well, really. I, you know what? They say that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. I don't know. I don't know if that, um, I don't know if that would apply if there was no government around. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know about that. a long that. way to go before we get there. Yeah, that much is true. 800-259-9231. Uh, let's jump into the email box here real quick. From John, he says, we had our art galleries meeting yesterday, and it was a member meeting, and we had a lady from Germany who's 36 and a man who was born in South Africa. And they spent a lot of time in England, and he happens to be around 70. They were talking about gun control. And for some reason, the Europeans apparently don't like freedom or liberty. Do you know anyone like this? I've lived there for eight plus years, and everyone is afraid of American t- uh, Americans toting guns and how in Maine and New Hampshire you can just walk around like that, which is true. It's Vermont, uh, too. Open carry. Uh, the girl from our group was going off on Americans, saying how strange they are and how normal we German are, we Europeans, because we have socialized health care, university, and no gun problems. I brought up the 2004-05 German school shooting that is, and that if other people were allowed to carry guns, that this wouldn't be a problem. 
All they could do was bring up Michael Moore's 10,000 plus statistics and tried to and and everything they said seemed to come out of a Michael Moore movie. I tried to explain, but the Germans think that they are always a better nation than anyone. Gee, that doesn't that's not a, a problem everywhere, is it? Seems like there are a lot of people, especially Americans, that seem to think they live in the best country in the world and therefore they're better than everyone else. Well, you know, for people that believe in gun control, I, I they, they have an unpra- in, uh, impractical stance. It's simply not going to work in America. There are millions of guns. You, you, how are you going to get rid of all the shotguns that are in America? You can't. How are you possibly going to do this? Cracking, there are three guns in my house alone. Cracking down is only going to rec- um, only going to cause outlaws to have the guns, and then nobody else has them. That's not a good thing. Yeah. It's not possible. It's, it's the only answer here, regardless of what you think about guns. It's simply the only thing that will work. I personally wish they didn't exist. Oh, I'd be great. Yeah, I personally wish they'd never been invented. They have. Mm-hmm. And now they're here. So I'm going to have some of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says, do they fear freedom in Europe? Or are they so brainwashed they can't escape? They really think that they have a great thing going over there. Do they fear freedom in Europe? Well, I mean, they've got their own brand of freedom. They like their sexual freedom over in Europe. They've got plenty of that. Um, but no, uh, they don't have the same sort of level of freedoms in, uh, in, I think, in old Europe than they do here in the United States. And I think the reason for that goes back to the sort of history of liberty in America. We've got a real tradition of liberty in this country, mm-hmm. and that's one of the major reasons why we still have a semi-free marketplace here, even though this government is becoming more and more uh, tyrannical as, as every day goes by. Well, you know, you would ask yourself, what would a law-abiding citizen need a gun for? What would I mean, you know, hunting. I don't think the Germans have a problem with hunting. Self-defense. Uh, self-defense, and, um, you know, you're, you're talking about uh, the situation of policing. Cops are nothing but the cleanup squad, and I don't care what country you're in. The tragedy happens, the police come, they fill out reports, they take pictures, they, you know, make sure the cadavers get into the right vehicles, and off they go, you know, back to their homes and families. The cops aren't there taking bullets for you. I'm sure they would no. if they were there, but they didn't, they don't, don't, they're, they don't, they're not precognition. They yeah. don't know where these bullets are going to start flying. The only way you can protect yourself is to have a gun. So, you know, that's self-protection, whether that's against uh, criminals, and I also believe that, um, Citizens, good citizens should have guns because at some point or another, a government, in the case of um, Germany, it really did get out of control, really, really out of control. They were gassing Jews. I mean, mm. I'm not saying that the United States is completely um, without fault in this area. We, we uh, certainly killed off a bunch of Indians and uh, incarcerated Japanese people and stole the island of Hawaii. I'm not saying that uh, all Germans are bad. What I'm saying is they, the Germans should know the government can get out of control, and the citizens are the only ones who can stop that, and they can't stop that if they don't have firearm cause, firearms because the government has firearms. That's right. Uh, he says, I've had a rifle most of my life. It was my dad, and we keep it on the, in the closet. It's just there, but these krauts, are really, they really don't know how to think. I mentioned the Second Amendment. She says to just erase it. I said, we should, erase, should we erase the First Amendment also? She said, that's different. What can I say to her? I mentioned that if they have gun, uh, gun amnesty, then only criminals would be able to keep their guns. But they're under the idea that no one will have guns in Europe. How can I wake them up? I think you should ask her to put a sign in her yard that says this house contains no guns. <laughs> See how she feels about it that? Is, it, is the, uh, <laughs> it really does change everything. You, you can argue against guns all you want, mm-hmm. but you put a sign in your yard and said, this house has no firearms. Maybe she should wear a t-shirt around that says, I'm unarmed at all times. <laughs> Firearm-free zone. 
Now that will let. I mean that that changes everything. So I mean, can you even have a concealed weapon in Germany? I don't it's even the think people it's with the guns in their house that keep you protected simply by the yep. fact that you may have a gun in your house because somebody else does. That it protects you to some extent. I don't know if it's. I don't know if you can convince these people. I mean, they've had so many years of indoctrination on this. I don't know if it's worthwhile. Oh, I wouldn't bother trying to get your butt to New Hampshire and and exercise your freedoms. Hour two is on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. A 28 mile virtual fence on the border. We'll tell you about it coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airways toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those. That's freetalklive.com. Before we talk about the border, let's talk about the Internet and music royalties. A friend of mine shot me an instant message a few moments ago asking if we were going to talk about the Internet Day of Silence, so-called. That is That day is today. Um, if you're listening via podcast, that would be Tuesday. And I guess I'll just read the press release from the organization behind this. So okay. those of you that have not heard, you'll understand what is supposed to be going on. We are not doing it on our Internet stream, but a lot of people are around the Internet today. Uh, from SaveNetRadio dot, I believe, org or com, one or the other. Washington, D.C., the regularly scheduled programming of millions of Internet radio listeners will be temporarily interrupted when tens of thousands of U.S. webcasters observe a day of national, a national day of silence. Protesting the recent 300% royalty rate increase for online music webcasters, the aim of the industry-wide day-long blackout is to raise awareness of the threat these new rates pose for the future of Internet radio and rally support for legislation pending in Congress. And we should point out that we've talked about these um, these royalty rate increases on Free Talk Live in the past. They're pretty outrageous. I don't have the numbers in front of me, and they don't give the exact numbers here. But basically, the way what they were looking at doing was charging internet uh, streamers. As I recall, they were charging on like a per channel basis. So if you've got and, and, and they, they really define what they meant by per channel. So, for instance, Yahoo, they've got an online music streaming service mm-hmm. where you can basically build your own custom radio station. You can take the music that you want to listen to and drop it into a playlist, and Yahoo will stream that music to you. For nine ninety five a month, right? Yeah, something reasonable like that. And... Uh, so no one else can listen to your channel. It's private just to you. That's you one channel. Yeah. Right. That's one channel for you, the customer. And with the the rates that they're talking about charging these people, there would be no way. I mean, it was something like five hundred dollar one time fee plus I don't I, again I don't have the numbers in front of me. It was it was not possible to charge enough money to make this a viable business. Yeah, it made it difficult to even break even. I mean, if you want to run a radio yes. station, essentially you'd be paying money to do it. Yeah, it uh, it made it very difficult, and a lot of internet radio is just a 
Hobby. you know, 16-year-old kid in his dad's basement uh, with a playlist on his computer streaming out to the Internet. I mean, that's I, what a lot of it is. I did it once. It was, it was fun for sure. a few days. <laughs> and, yeah, and then you give it up and, you know, you go on and you do other things. But there are some people that are pretty serious about it, and they've created their own streaming services, and they offer them for free. Well, and that's going to put these, these guys out of business. You can't sell ads very effectively for Internet streams. But the, the, also, this um, legislation goes over people that don't have music channels, too. Is that not so? Well, no, not necessarily, okay. um, because there are services like Live365.com, which is a service that sort of aggregates a bunch of radio stations all on. They provide streaming for anybody that wants to buy it, mm-hmm. so that way you don't have to go out and buy your own server like we have with Free Talk Live. Um, so if you just want to put a stream on the air, you can do that with Live365, and they charge they charge everybody based on the, the royalty rates, because they have no way of overseeing what's going on on their service. They don't know if you're a talk channel or a music channel, and they don't have any time to actually find out they have gotcha. so many streams. So they are the ones that are charging you know, the necessary rates to cover their costs. But as far as an individual channel is concerned, if you're not airing music, then I don't think you would come under well, the purview. What if you're airing um, original music that doesn't require um, you have pay ASCAP BMI fees? You should be all right. Okay. You should be all right. So this really only has to do with the those songs that are fee-based, those songs that are members of BMI and ASCAP and all those. All right. Anyway. I, I would agree that these rates are high. I think that, uh, you know, if, if that's how they want to run their business by uh, not letting people play their music, okay. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, it, it seems like they're going to kill their own music. And this is how, um, this is how new music uh, comes about. That's true. They'll take the uh, copyrighted music off, and they'll put the unprotected music on the air, and they'll get more listens. So yep. that, may be en- that may end up being how this works out. Let me continue with the press release. Uh, webcasters of every size and from every corner of the country will stand united tomorrow to protest a very real and fast-approaching threat to their livelihood, said the spokesperson for SaveNet Radio Coalition. With nearly half a million emails and phone calls from webcasters, listeners, and the artists they support sent to Congress in the last two months, this national grassroots campaign is certainly captured the attention of lawmakers, but there's more to be done and time is running out. During the National Day of Silence, webca- uh, webcasters will urge their listeners to contact their con- uh, congressional representatives and ask them to support the Internet Radio Equality Act and preserve the future of Internet Radio. Tomorrow, the silence of tens of thousands, or rather today, the silence of tens of thousands of webcasters will make the call to save Internet Radio heard loud and clear. Internet-only webcasters and broadcasters that simulcast online will alert their listeners that silence is what Internet radio may be reduced to after July 15th, which is the day on which 17 months' worth of retroactive royalty payments at new exceedingly high rates are due to the Sound Exchange Collection Organization following a recent Copyright Royalty Board decision. So coming up next month, if this legislation continues on the path that it's on, Internet broadcasters will have to... Music broadcasters will have to pay retroactive fees in addition to fees going forward. <laughs> how is that? How is that possible? Well, it's possible through the magic uh, of government legislation, amazing. Toby. They put it on paper and it is law. You know, I, I, I don't see what they're going to get out of this. What do they hope to get? They're, um, they're going Money? to. They're not going to get money, though. The politicians or the, the, uh, the sound exchange? Sound exchange is going to get money from those that want to continue with their streams those legally. Those want to, but what about the kid streaming from his basement? He's well, going to go out of business. From, the kid streaming from his basement hopefully will continue doing it because he's just not going to know. Even if what I'm saying, if they manage to enforce it, if they get what they want as far as enforcing it, then yeah. you're just going to cut down on people hearing your music. That's correct. Right. That's uh, exactly what you'll do. And I'd, 
imagine that it would probably go much like the downloads with the RIA going after people who download. They'd just pick off a few here and there. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate few that get caught. But I think that, I don't know. Do you really think it would go away? No, of course not. I think, uh, I think it, maybe it would shrink a little, but for the most part, people on the internet, you, what, whatever's out there, you can find it. Right. Well, that's one thing that's good about the internet, and that's why I think this campaign's kind of weak. I mean, I understand they, these are the law-abiding citizens. They're scared. They're going to do whatever the government wants them to do, and they're, you know, they're upset about it, and so they're going to come to their representatives on bended knee and beg them to pass some legislation so that they don't have to pay as much as they thought they were going to. Get those form letters back. I just got mine back on this one yesterday, actually. And uh, so this is, you know, their response. They don't know how else to respond. Most law-abiding people don't know how else to respond but within the system. And so the one thing that is good about the Internet is there's plenty of people that just don't give a flip about the rules. Right. Uh, they don't care about what the government says, and they're going to continue streaming. Um, in fact, you know, what you might see happen is you might see more streams originating from Europe or right. something like that. I don't know how far-reaching sound exchange is as far as where they can collect their royalties from. But if you're originating a stream from some country without any copyright rules or anything like that, then what can they do? Then are they going to make it illegal to, uh, to receive a stream that hasn't paid its royalty fees? I mean, so there's all kinds of workarounds here, including civil disobedience, including, you know, the streamers just saying screw you to the government and continuing their streaming um, until they're, you know, they're forced to be shut down and then they'll move it somewhere else. Which is certainly what the, uh, the people that have uh, been downloading uh, music off the Internet for the last Ten, five, ten years. Yeah, you shut one That's service down, shut Napster down, and three other services pop up. So the same things, the same thing's going to happen here. It's certainly not going to be the death knoll of internet radio. And I just wish more people had the courage to say screw off to the federal government. If that were the case, then we wouldn't need this silly little day of silence. But to be fair, I do think it may have some positive effect. I mean, if you are an internet radio listener, and Toby, you mentioned during the break that your girlfriend is, yeah, and she's been pretty upset by this day of silence, right? Right, because you listen, you get used to listening to music in a certain way all day, and it just gets shut off one right. day. Now all they have, now I guess they're encouraging those who are streamers to run like promos instead of just silence to run static and interspersed with promos saying call your representatives that sort of thing so if that is what's going on inevitably it will result in some awareness being built which is the purpose of this this project and people calling their representatives will the reps do anything about it they'll send you back a form letter that doesn't make any sense that's what i got back i i don't imagine uh that they'll do anything because the riaa in the music industry is a little more powerful than just a couple internet streamers out there. So I'm I'm not too optimistic. But we'll find out what happens in bringing the news here on Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Of course, we'll continue streaming regardless of what the government decides to do. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll free. 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. That's 800 259 9231. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. And of course, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, totally free. Wiki included, over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. See what I mean by heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you've if you have a business, there's a one in three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit within the next year. And that lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless at keepyourassets.net. 
They're experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to keepyourassets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's keepyourassets.net. Let's go to the phones. Amplifier line, Johnson in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, I just wanted to call in to give a few more details that uh, seem to be a little lacking about the whole Internet radio uh, teardown that's occurring um, if this legislation goes through. Um, Wait, I thought I the legislation was already gone through well, and they're trying I, to prevent if, it. Right, if, if they don't stop what's happening, Got essentially. It. Yes, I understand, yes, the legislation has gone through, uh, but the fees have not yet. So um, what, what this will do is there are, you know, obviously you have your average Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo broadcaster, right? Sure, kid the, in the basement. Like, the kid in the basement. However, that's not Internet radio nowadays. That was Internet radio probably 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, five years ago. Um, this, that was the kind of the grassroots of Internet. Internet radio has sort of changed since then. Okay. And now we have directories, sites like Shoutcast. Um, there are sites like Last.fm and Pandora.com, which are both very major music sites, which... Now, Internet radio has sort of become where you go and you can create uh, these radio stations for yourself where you select music that you like. Right, like Yahoo uh, does. That's what we were talking about before. Right, Yahoo is one. Uh, Pandora and Last.fm are are a little bit bigger than Yahoo, actually, as far as that sort of thing is concerned, just because they have very, very, very good algorithms for picking music. I mean, and then there's sites like MySpace where people are recommending things to one another. The thing is, is that that's... That's a huge part of it, but here's the other part of it. Let's say you are a terrestrial radio station, right? Sure. And you also have your online component, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, those things, those uh, components, they're licensed separately. So if you need to get your ASCAP and be on my license, you get your license for your terrestrial broadcast, and everything's covered for that, but the Internet fees are separate especially because uh, uh, when it comes to advertising and whatnot, uh, advertising plays are also licensed separately. That's so, for true. example, let's say you're a net broadcast and you play a lot of Megadeth, uh, like clips of Megadeth all the time. Let's say this goes through well and they catch you, then what they can do is retroactively try to charge you for every single time Megadeth has played mm-hmm. on your uh, broadcast and for every single download from your website that has included any clips of Megadeth. So, well, are they going to be able to subpoena people's? Instances. Are they going to subpoena people's uh, like statistics to where they could find that out retroactively? Because unless they were listening, there's no way for them to tell. Um, well, that's exactly what they would do. In fact, and there's the precedent has already been set. They've done that in the past. That's how they've shut down all these sites in the past. Is yes, absolutely, they subpoena the web statistics. Um, and yeah, this is no doubt. This is no doubt bad news. I mean, I don't think yeah. I, if I marginalized it too much, I didn't mean to. This is this is really threatening uh, the the world of music streaming on the internet. But don't you agree, Johnson, that this will just simply push people's streams into Europe and uh, or wherever wherever the countries are where they're not going to be subject to the, these copyright rules? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think so. But I think that a lot of people are going to need to start finding those servers fast. I mean. Unfortunately, for some major companies, that might be you know, a possibility. I mean, when you think, of, and, and I, there's a letter currently on Pandora.com where they're observing apparently an internet day, you know, a day of silence. And you know, I don't know how feasible it is for them to move all that stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know when you yeah. start getting into these sites with 
huge major traffic that's overseas, is it feasible? Because some of those things, uh, there's so much bandwidth involved. True, and there's a lot of slowdown when you're dealing with uh, cross-continent Internet traffic. It's just not as efficient. I mean, it's it's much better to tune into a stream that's originating from your country than to one from halfway across the world. That's right, exactly. And a lot of what these, these uh, major streaming companies do is they have distributed networks of servers where somehow it some sort of, uh, has some sort of automatic search technology where you connect and it'll try to find the closest server to you in order to deliver that content. Mm. So I don't know if the technology is there yet to be able to try and move all this stuff overseas. I don't think it would work for real-time streaming. Real-time streaming is much more fickle than uh, you know regular downloads from servers. It's Plus, just... and it'd be it'd be tough for uh, for radio stations as well because I mean they're they're originating their streams from their station. I mean that's that's easily traceable. So right. not to mention the cost. Up. The cost of just going over there, unless you're a huge company like making a lot of well, money. Well, no, that would just be simply be it. moving your stream. You could keep your business in America, but you'd move your streams <laughs> to another country. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The big problem is it's going to set the precedent for them to start going around and enforcing this. I mean, which they need to just die, <laughs> and they don't need to be having any other new sources of revenues besides, you know, uh, suing 12-year-old children and grandmothers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> which is what they're currently doing, they need to have their sources of revenue cut off, and it would be very bad if the precedent was set and they started attacking radio stations because a lot of radio stations now are getting by with the fact that they have their Ask Abbey be on my licenses for the terrestrial broadcast, mm-hmm. and they just sort of stream their – they stream what they stream uh, you know, to their, uh, their regular affiliates. And that's – not okay because according to all the BMI stuff, especially when it comes to commercials, those performers who get paid for those commercials, unless it's like you know, you know a much smaller company that kind of did their own commercials, those performers get fees from another organization. I don't know what they're called. It's not the Oscar for BMI, but it's some other yeah, you some know, union. Acronym. Right, it's some and, union. And they want their royalties. So that's why you hear, if you listen to any big major radio station that also has a stream that is like a a licensed stream, you will hear completely different content on their streaming port part from the broadcast part. They'll have like either no commercials. Sometimes they'll just play silence on the stream. Sometimes they'll play music. Sometimes they'll play commercials for that actual station. So if they set this precedent for starting to attack these stations. Well, the problem with that attack, um, Johnson, is you know speaking as a guy who sells commercials on a uh, radio show every single day, or at least the work days. Um, it's you know the the stream isn't the most marketable portion of our business. It may be a very important part of our business as far as listeners go. Again, you're speaking from five years ago. More people listen to online radio now. I'm than speaking from the radio. experience of somebody who sells ads on a stream. What are you saying, Mark? I'm saying saying? the commercials. If I were to try to sell a business, a commercial on our stream, um, we would not do very well. We, you know, it's the radio stations that they find most valuable. Right, which um, is why these guys are complaining, because they're just barely make, right, making I, money now. I would imagine right, they're just barely are, making okay. money. Here's the thing. You're coming from the position of a somebody who is selling uh, ads for a show. There are streaming Internet radio stations out there that are 100% streaming content. Now, those stations have a huge amount of listeners. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they they are selling ads. There's no doubt about that. It's just that these new royalties are going to make it that much more difficult for them. Thanks for the call, Johnson. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features there, we give them away. If you want to sign up and keep up to date with what's going on with the show, get on our updates list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. It's free, like everything else on our site. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Now, Mark, you had said uh, during the break that you hadn't quite had a chance to make your your full point um, about the whole net radio uh, royalties being a sales guy thing. Well, right. I, I'm, I'm not to dispute what Johnson's saying about uh, you know net radio becoming more and more viable as a business every single day. And I think there's no that, doubt that's true. I think that uh, if if RIAA comes in and kicks them um, you know in the shin as far as uh, what they've got to pay and that kind of thing, it really could damage. Um, internet radio. All I'm saying is from a, a sales standpoint, if I have a terrestrial radio station and I have a stream and those um, they have comparable listenership mm-hmm. on the stream and the, uh, the the radio station, I'm going to be able to sell my radio ads uh, for higher rates, significantly higher rates than I'm going to be able to sell the ads in the stream. Um, First off, there's a, the, the business owner's perceived value. The internet, the, the business owners are a little more conservative. It's their money when it comes to these ads, and mm-hmm. they get nothing back except customers walking through the door. So it's very intangible. Um, you, you know, they, so they're they're conf, more confident in radio. Radio's been around a hundred years. Internet uh, streaming's been around five, um, or something like that. So mm-hmm. you're, you're asking them to take risks, and uh, even the ones that are willing to take the risk want to do it at a reduced rate. Secondly, a, radio, a terrestrial radio station has the uh, advantage of selling local ads. It only broadcasts within a 10 or 15 or 20-mile radius. So, therefore, you can go to Bob's Pizza Shack and uh, sell Bob some ads. So, the, uh, the potential client base is, is larger, in a way, for local, local radio versus... Right, as opposed to national, where you're, it, it's just difficult to, find, to beat on all those doors. I, I do it every day. I make, uh, you know, try to make 100 phone calls every week to uh, national advertisers, and it, it takes a while. Right, well, they've we got are, a lot of choices. We're I mean, the number one political podcast on the Internet. We, um, we're consistently at the top of Podcast Alley, mm-hmm. and y- you can say all kinds of great things about our stream and our podcast, and, the, you know, those, and I'll tell you, that's the where we get the action. That's where people um, really respond it's to the advertising. It's the effectiveness of the advertising, but people care, the advertisers care about where they're being played on the radio. That's what they want to hear. Right. That's true. Um, and when it comes to the, the the different variety of internet streams out there, I mean, there there are probably uncountable numbers of internet streams. Mm-hmm. I mean, thousands upon millions of choices offering everything from the most obscure classical music to the most obscure electronic music. I mean, it's it's all out there for you to listen to. And some of them have sales departments. Some of them could never sell themselves ever just because their their music is way too niche. But if you're playing, you know, uh, popular music like many stations are on the internet, 
Well, it's the, it's the same sort of quandary that exists for local radio. When you're looking at local radio, you've got a, a, a pretty restricted market in that there are only so many stations that can be on the air at mm-hmm. any given time. And one of the problems that music radio faces, just in general, is the fact that if you launch a country music station, you're likely launching into a marketplace where there's already one, if not two, other country music stations on the air. How many, wa- how many different ways can you play the same Shania Twain song? Right, so that's one of the problems that exists for local radio. Imagine that same problem now blown up on an international scale. How many different internet streams are there that are playing that Shania Twain song? You know, just to pick one artist, mm-hmm. and how do they differentiate themselves from all the other country music streams? Not only to their listenership, but especially to the advertisers as well. But it's, right. it's, it's, it's turned out to be really good like that because we've seen, uh, like Johnson was talking about, the algorithms like Pandora has and stuff, that they'll choose out music that you like. And uh, the competition has made internet radio way better because of all the competition that's out there. No, I agree with you. I, I would agree. The, the, you're talking about the custom playlist right, exactly. stations. And, yes. you're looking, and you're looking at it from the point of view of a listener. Right. I'm, telling, I'm saying, fine, I'm with you. Internet radio is better from the point of view of a listener, and all that's fine and dandy. You can have the best radio station, whether it's internet or terrestrial or whatever. Right. If you don't have a sales team that's effective out there selling it every day, You've got a hobby. And that has, right, and, and that is able to do it, you have a hobby, an expensive hobby. So that, uh, where I was going with that point is, yes, internet radio sounds better in many cases, uh, it can sound worse, but it, it can sound a lot better. You can customize your playlist. That much is true. But to an advertiser, to a national advertiser who's getting approached by a variety of different sales departments, you've got the Last FM, you've got the Live 365, you've got Free Talk Live, you've got whoever other, who, who el- whoever else is out there offering these services that are trying to sell them, they're all knocking on the same doors. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, I mean, there are only so many, nat- Tempur-Pedic, whoever all the national advertisers are, and they're going to say, well, you know, why should I pick your internet radio station over the 500 other internet radio stations? I mean, you want to talk about competition for rate, uh, you know, there's... There are a lot of entities out there competing to offer the lowest rate, the lowest per listener rate on the Internet. So they're all just competing each other to the very bottom of the barrel as far as cost is concerned. And then you've got these uh, these gangsters coming in, the RIAA, saying, well, you've been paying us our royalties so far. And they have. They have. They already have a royalty fee structure in place, They except there's a, there's a provision that allows the station to pay a percentage of revenue. Mm-hmm. That's going away next month. Well, they don't want they don't like that because they can't right. prove what revenue is. And so that's going away. So now the RIA is getting greedy and saying, "Well, you've been paying so far. Now we're going to raise our rates and make it more restrictive so we can cash in extra." And then they're going to raise their rates each year after that. So it's not like they're going to just stop and, you know, create some new rates for 2007. By 2010, the rates will be uh, I think 33% higher than they will be in 2007. So, again, they got their hand in the cookie jar and they just want more and more. Right. So it's a messy situation for Internet broadcasters, and that's why it's such a serious issue. They're doing bottom of the barrel rates for their advertisers, whatever the heck they are. They right. can't be much. And, all and they now want, they're just good. Their overhead's going to be increased dramatically. All the RIA wants is, you know, they're, they're in bed with uh, the, big, the big companies. You know, they're in bed with each other and they want to kill off the little guys, the minnows, as it were, and leave nothing but the sharks out there. So the sharks can charge large rates it's always restricting the market so that's what's going on and if we have uh, if anything's unclear don't hesitate to call in 800-259-9231 i feel like we've covered pretty much every aspect of this um i i'm not 
I'm not expecting miracles from the federal government in this case. I, I expect them to continue siding uh, with the RIAA mob because, well, the government is the mob and they work hand-in-hand together and they always have. Uh, so we'll see what happens and I hope that the internet broadcasters will engage in civil disobedience, but, you know, corporations, they're going to back right down because they've been given their corporate charter by the government, and so they're completely tied into whatever it is the government says goes. You you will not be able to expect the major players to actually um, engage in civil disobedience. Only the little guys will be able to do that, and when they do it, no one's going to pay attention. So we'll see what happens. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live, Carl. Hey, I finally got a little portable radio. I'm trying to listen to you guys now. So Really? You're in Montreal. You have a portable radio in a jail cell. Yeah, a little handheld. You can have like little iPods and stuff like that. Are we on in Montreal? No, we're not on in Montreal. So I don't know how you about that, to Carl. Us, Carl. The guy was telling me it was a station in New Hampshire. I'm going to try that one. Yeah, not going to not going to cut it. I but, don't think uh, it's going to make that trip. Yeah, not going to work. A.M. I don't know at nighttime, but uh, no. anyways, I was calling about. I noticed the bookseller, the bestseller list here, and like number one on the bestseller list was like Al Gore's book, Al, um, Assault on Reason. And, like, right underneath there, there was another book about this new book, God is... <laughs> what an is appropriate not- title. <laughs> and the next book down, I think, was God is Not Great, How Religion Poisons Everything. I remember what yeah. I was calling you about last week, about this uh, religion and, you know, and these people who think that religion should be abolished. What about them? Well, just seeing everything happening in the news, you know, a lot of people I talk to think the world's coming to an end and the religion's got it all wrong. Do explain. What do you mean by that? Well, the interpretation that Christianity has of the end times, the uh, dispensational, they believe in the seven-year tribulation that all these events are occurring. I thought it was a thousand-year tribulation. Oh, who's counting? Thanks for the call, Carl. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Do I want to abolish all religion? Not by government fiat. I just wish people would just get rid of it themselves, on their own, from their own minds. I think it's... uh, it's dangerous. I think highly organized religion is the most dangerous, yeah. and I think that uh, a person having their own religion is a good thing. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Anything goes. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. If you've signed up recently, do bear with us. We are working on implementing a new uh, sort of make it, making it much easier to administer your account instead of me having to do it all manually. So we've run a little behind on processing. I'm doing my best to catch up, so do be patient. Uh, amp.freetalklive.com and uh, amp stands for advertise market and promote the idea is if you send in three bucks a month to the show via any major credit card or paypal we make it easy for you it's automatically deducted and all that then we take that money and we turn it around into promoting free talk live to getting the show on more radio stations around the country and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible AMP makes it happen, and it makes it happen fast. It works. Get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Learn about the perks. You get access to, like, the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room and forum, and more. All the details. amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. It is Andy in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live, Andy. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to check in and see how Mark's contract was coming along with his wife. <laughs> well, oh, as far yeah, as not having, to, not having to care for a uh, child? That's right. Well, um, we're looking at... 
purchasing a piece of property up here. We have are under contract to purchase a piece of property up here, and uh, I'm going to build a home. And so there's probably a certain amount of work I'm going to do, and therefore a certain amount of work that Laura's going to do, and she's just not willing to uh, tote around a, a baby in her belly and do that work. So, yeah, that's um, not good. It's it's probably a we're, we're still a ways off from uh, even attempting to have a child. I see. Way to way to run interference there, Mark. Good job. <laughs> You know, I, more and more, I like the idea of having a kid. Yeah, yeah. especially a little girl. But uh, you know, I suppose you got to take your chances. Yeah, right? I can see, especially if you get that contract to go through, that would sweeten the deal. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, I think that uh, you're making a big deal. Some guys are making a big deal about it because uh, you know maybe they got had to get up and take care of kids. But a lot of women out there did all the child caring that's out there i i you know as long as as long as uh, laura takes care of the kid then i'm all for having one so andy <laughs> did you have any thoughts or were you just checking in with mark well, i was just checking in to see what's going on with that but you know if she's gonna breastfeed or not i don't know if she if she's gonna do that but that kind of so. seals the deal because you know she gets up in the middle of the night has to do the best feeding nothing you can really do there you go. It's true. I have no breasts. Andy, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Since he brings up the issue of kids, I wanted to revisit a question that you asked me last week, Mark. And Toby's here now, so he can chime in on this for sure. But I wanted to revisit your question about young moms, or I guess any mom, killing their child after it was born, mm-hmm. after its birth. And we, I received a handful of emails about this. Me too, and I haven't had a good time to read them on air either. So uh, so I don't know. I guess I'll just read a couple of them here. Let's see. Hey guys, I've been a listener for over a year now. This is my first time writing in. I was listening to a recent podcast. At the very end, Mark posed the question, what would a free market society do with women who leave their babies to die or kill their children shortly after birth? He says, first, let me start by saying I don't think this would be a big problem in a non-coercive world since honesty and an open flow of information is a necessary component of a free market. With that in mind, the mother, father, if the mother or father, if the mother died during childbirth who didn't want to keep the child, would have plenty of choices for agencies to give the child away to. If the parent was intent on murdering the child, there would be some obvious psychological problems with the person and could be brought by neighbors, friends, or family to counseling or a mental health facility. If the person did not want to enter the mental health facility, it could be proven they were a danger to others because they killed their kid. And so they could be forced into the health facility by an insurance agency, DRO, whatever good standing credit rating type of organizations arise in the free market. He says, I know it's not a perfect solution, but I think it would work a lot better than how we treat women who don't want their children now. Well, um, that would certainly be the entirely uh, free market solution. Well, that was your question. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. My my no? question was, um, if even in 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 my libertarian world, I had always imagined that uh, people in criminal cases would bring their cases uh, would 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 uh, you have like, to bring charges. Right, Victim you'd have to bring crime. charges for somebody to be hurt. In this case, you're not talking about anybody who could bring around that could bring charges. So yeah, with the, like the dumpster scenario, right. where a you know sixteen year old girl dumps her baby in a trash bin, and who's going to bring charges? Nobody knew the kid existed. Right, and that's probably how the state got its foot in the door with bringing charges in the first place. Well, there's no one to uh, defend the child here, so the state will bring the charges, and then now the state brings all charges, and even when somebody doesn't want somebody, um, you know, the, their uh, a person that harmed them to be prosecuted. Jay which, emails in. You were talking about. Well, I the, got this one. Um, yeah, I, I have this one too. Did you, you want to read it? Want yeah. to read it? Um, <laughs> you were talking. I do like this one in particular. I like his. Uh, at the end, he's he's great. You were uh, talking about the woman giving birth and then snuffing the kid last night. For whatever it's worth, a lot of animals do this when they can't s- support the extra mouth. 
I'm sure. Um, I'm not sure. I see anything wrong with it. If animals um, do it, it must be the way that God intended it to work, um, or He wouldn't have designed it that way. If you're of the religious bent, let me stop you right there because he's sort of echoing my uh, my position on this. And I, after thinking about it more, I, I come to sort of agree with what Jay has to say. And it's it's going to seem callous, and I'm sure it's going to offend a lot of people out there. But it seems to me that it's more humane to end a young life than to have that young life be raised in a home where it is not wanted. Uh, to have a uh, a young person be raised by a mom that never wanted to have it, uh, maybe uh, raised in an abusive household, raised in a household where they're just not being taken care of or not being fed properly, that seems to me, over a time span, much more awful and, and horrible of an existence than to be snuffed out before one even knows what life is. One has even really had a chance to taste the ability to think and to conceive and and uh, and and exist. I mean, really, uh, it, again, it's going to seem callous. I I don't know what else to say about it. I just I, don't think that kids should be raised by people that don't I, want the kids. Well, where's the cutoff? How old is uh, is old enough? And uh... I think the cutoff should be where someone is able to complain, where someone is is able to bring the charges to say that they have. Uh, they've had damages based on the fact that uh, this baby has been killed. For instance, you know, if a 16-year-old girl is pregnant and she hides it, and, I mean, again, because in a free, more of a free market world, presumably b- abortion would still be available unless she was in some area where the free market had decided to not make that available, which there could be those things. But uh, presuming a 16-year-old girl pops out a kid and nobody knew she was pregnant in the first place, there isn't anyone that is even aware the child exists so no one could possibly bring charges, whereas if a, a a new mom is to show off her baby to all of her family and then three weeks later go into postpartum depression and kill her child, then there would be some people that I think would want to take action on that. Well, then, like the grandparents would have been hurt kind of thing? Yeah. Well, what if uh, what if a woman has a kid in her house and hides it from the rest of the world for years on end? Is that okay? <laughs> At this point, what you're talking about is you're, you're talking about somebody who's thoroughly thoroughly crazy right right? like their life is prison and um what are you going to threaten that person with in order to prevent them from committing this crime right i don't know i mean you're is you know that part of the whole idea of uh prison is uh deterrent and you can't deter somebody who's that thoroughly crazy that they've kept a 10 year old in a cage um and haven't and and don't let the world know that they have a child i agree but i don't i'd it's just so hard to come out and say that's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's okay. I don't think I ever said it was okay, necessarily. I just feel like in the, the case with the 10-year-old in the cage, you've got a mentally disturbed individual there that needs to be ostracized. So as soon as that information comes out, I mean, that person is going to be... Well, they need help. They're going, I don't know, ostracism, they need help, and, and a lot of it. But I I have to say, to some extent, Jay makes some really good points here. Why don't you finish his email? Yeah, I will. Um, I'm of the opinion that until it is able to live on its own, it's part of the mother. So as far as abortion goes, uh, cut it out. If it lives, um, put it up for adoption. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's pretty tough here. Heinlein expressed something similar, but a bit more extreme, or rather his characters did. He said, that in, he said in several books that the way to raise a civilized male is in a barrel. You feed them through the bunghole and they uh, hit 18, you can either decant them or close the bunghole. That's kind of (laughs) interesting. Uh, But in my opinion, a parent owns their child. When a child becomes his own property rather than... When does a child become his own property rather than his parents? In my humble opinion, that would be when he or she says... Says so. He or yep. she when is. When he's ready for his his or her independence. I agree with that. I don't... I'm not entirely... You know, the, the 
parent ch- owns the child. God, that's awful. But um, you know, I don't have any good. Well, you either believe here. that the, you either believe the parent owns the child, or you believe society owns the child. Right? And society has no solutions here either. Oh, okay? right. I mean, because currently women are uh, leaving their babies in dumpsters now and then. I'm not saying it happens all the time. And, and it wouldn't happen a lot here either. It doesn't, you know, it's not like uh, society's doing yeah, anything about it. There's they, some kind of psychological damage with yeah, someone. When you if catch they a woman who's done this, what do you do spawn? with her? What does uh, right. society do with her now? But, okay, so if we're in this free market world here, would I be allowed to go and, say, kidnap a child whose parent is uh, hiding them if I find out about it? It's an excellent question. I think you would be in the right. I think that, uh, I, I think in that particular case, you would say that if a child were old enough, it were being held against its will. It, you don't have to be very old to figure out that being in a cage is an awful thing. Right. And then that child would very easily be able to say, yeah, I'd rather stay with Toby. He feeds me. <laughs> I mean, how would an arbitrator not fi- find in your favor on that case? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 3 coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on our site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. In Pop Quiz, what do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Well, the answer is very little. But the Prometheus Institute at readpi.com is looking to change that by implementing practical and innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. I want to jump into a quick email, and we'll roll into the phone calls here, because I want to continue very shortly a topic we started last hour. Actually, it's a slightly different side of it. And I realize we're opening Pandora's box here, but Ryan is asking, and I figure we should answer. Dear guys, I listened to your show recently, uh, and I have a question I'd like to pose. Near the end of your show, Mark, Mark, let's see, called those that I, as I understand it, those that perform abortions, abortion freaks. From what I gather, Mark is against all forms of abortion. And if I'm wrong, I'd like to know. I am largely against abortion. I'm certain that there are uh, circumstances where um, people are, uh, people, it's the best thing to do. For instance, my mother, um, before she had me, had a tubular pregnancy. She would have, uh, it would have killed her. And That means would, that the egg didn't come all the way down to um, the, right, the uterus? The uterus, in fact, it was in the uh, fallopian Lodged in tube, her tubes. And it would have killed her and not resulted in a baby. And uh, some religions would uh, require her, um, you know, would require her to try to go through with it and die and whatever. And I would think that that would be a circumstance where an abortion made perfectly good sense. Um, whereas I think an abortion makes sense when a mother decides she doesn't want a kid. Okay. Um, I don't think they're good ideas for me. I would never want to see my child aborted. Um but I think I w- the longer you let it go, the more awful and terrible of a procedure it is. You know, the, the all those closer, things are true, right? Um, I wouldn't want it in any case uh, with my child. So, but as far as uh, m- you know, getting rid of abortion, 
I wouldn't do that because uh, we tried that once in this country, and it results in uh, young women dying. Um, black market abortions. Black market abortions. Uh, it just results in a ben- bunch of bad things. Doctors right. being thrown in prison over, um, you know, doctors that can heal people being thrown in prison because they didn't, uh, you know, follow somebody's medical procedure, uh, you know, outline. And I just don't think that's right. So for me, I think it's wrong. And on the other hand, um, I don't. I th- also think it's wrong to uh, try to legislate against it. I think it's a failure to try. A- to legislation should not be made for or against it. Legislation should not fund it. Government should not fund abortions, nor should government prohibit them. Toby, your thoughts? I've had several friends who had abortions, and thank God they did. Why do you say that? <laughs> they would have been the worst parents. Those kids would have grown up There's the no worst g- way. Look, I'm adopted. I'm sure my parents. Yeah, there's would have enough been damn kids in the adoption system, Mark. We don't no, need to there add is more. Not, not even close. Oh, there please. isn't. There is not. Parents want kids so badly. There's not. Oh, a, you mean white wh- kids? Right. They're, they want white kids. Do you want to change well, those people's I attitudes? Put, I don't I mean, want to. They're put going more to kids Russia to get white kids. They want them that badly. There's well, a demand for them. I, I don't know. I'm I wouldn't want to have abortions personally, but um, with like Mark, I would never legislate against it. And I think that there's some circumstances where it would ruin lives. Um, not only the person who has goes through the procedure, but some it would have really gotten sticky for those persons' relationships with their parents and other people. They're going to school. They probably probably would have had to at least take time off. Um, if um, not drop out if they had kids. So. Sure. And how about the you know how about the financial burden placed upon the person that that is pregnant as right. well? And that's even if you do go through with an adoption and the you only, have the kid and have the adoption. Right. It's the still only way expensive. I could see having an adoption or or putting a child up for adoption instead of aborting it would be if you found the parents that wanted to adopt in advance and you entered into some sort of an agreement it's with them. It's easy to do that. And you entered into some sort of an agreement where they paid you for your time and your effort and your risk and all of that stuff. But beyond that, uh, it, anyway, it seems to me to make sense to just keep yourself, uh, keep your life the way you want it to be and um, not add more kids to the system. Anyway, additionally, when Mark made the comment, you didn't, and b- by the way, when we talk about abortions, we're not just talking about white people, Mark. There are, you know, black people and Hispanics that have abortions too. Um, do you want to add more black babies to the adoption system? I don't want anything, All right, Ian. Then. I'm just telling you I think abortion is wrong. Additionally, when Mark made the comment, you didn't say, as I expected you to, don't paint them all with the same brush. I'm not here to accuse. I'm just curious to know what your position on it is. Personally, I'm pro-choice, but whatever you guys think, it won't stop me from listening to your show. You have great ideas and stories. Additionally, I'm on your side with the whole religion is a danger to liberty thing. I know that the libertarian's position is pro-choice, but I, but I know that not all libertarians feel that way. In fact, there's a subset of libertarians that call themselves the pro-life libertarians. I'm not quite sure what their rationalizations are, but they do exist. And, of course, there are also people that consider themselves pro-war libertarians. Again, not so sure what their uh, rationalization is. I don't think that you can paint that. Uh, that now, I can make a good, ex- um, a good example as to why war increases the size of government. You can't make an excellent example as to why um, you know, calling abortion murder is somehow increasing the size of government. They just consider it murder, Ian. And I, I don't think you support murder, do you? No, I don't support murder, but there I also don't support throwing people in a jail cell for having an abortion. If that's what they support, then I don't necessarily think they're very liberty-oriented. Anyway, he says, I know that the libertarian position is pro-choice. I think the government should stay out of it completely. That's the libertarian way. 
Thank you for taking the time to read this from Ryan. So hopefully I've made it clear. I think that uh, it's an individual's choice. I think that it's a it's a horrible act. I hope that people. Sh- I think that people should practice safe sex first and foremost. I think they should be responsible about their sexual activities. I think uh, young people should should have their parents explain to them very clearly what sex is all about, what they need to understand about sex, what the risks are, how to be safe about it. I think that we should prevent people from uh, do our best to prevent people from. From even getting into the position where they have to make this decision because it cannot be an easy decision to make. Uh, us three guys sitting around here talking about it, that's easy for us. But for a woman mm-hmm. who is pregnant to make that decision, that's got to be one of the most difficult decisions she'll ever make in her whole life. And I, I don't take it lightly. It is a serious issue. But at the same time, I'm with Ryan. Please keep the government out of it. Whatever you do, don't make abortion illegal or you're just going to relegate thousands of young women to black market, back alley, coat hanger abortions that are going to put their lives in jeopardy as well as the lives of their uh, their, their unborn baby. And don't forget the doctors that you've got to put in prison. Yeah, and the war on abortion that will inevitably have to spring up in order to crack down on all the black market abortion clinics out there. I can't there. imagine what role, you know, what form that would take, but I know it wouldn't be good. So we go to the phones to KGEZ land, Montana. Lee is on the line. Hey, Lee. Good day. Well, you're on Free Talk Live. Good day Good to you. Good evening. I know that. Yes. And I'm on Free Talk Live. You guys covered a lot of the stuff I was uh, going to uh, touch on. thing that people forget is somebody has to live with the decision of somebody. You're 14, 16, 19, doesn't matter. Yeah, 30s, 40s, 50s, and there were coat hangers on electric drills. Uh, Sounds bad, but, you know, it pretty much isn't a good thing. Would I recommend it? Not ever. Nope, but people will do it. They don't. Plenty of guys and plenty of women want it. Now, there's two problems here that come into effect. One, the woman has her mind, and she's pregnant, and as you may know, they're just a little different at that point in time. I have two kids. I understand that. Would I ever have done it to them? No, God, best kids I've ever, you know, around. I love them. But um, sure. the, what happens almost inevitably is the father and the mother, and I've had guys working for me that, you know, are 19 and have two freaking kids. And, oh, gosh. Oh, God. Mm. Dude. Did anybody tell you how that stuff works? Uh, no, they didn't. That's the, that's I know. the big problem. <laughs> they didn't. Well, you know, they're hill folk. I don't know. But anyway, um, the yes. point is that they they have them, and they have relationship problems. Well, yeah, a little resentment in my life. I'm working two jobs, one for Lee and one for my day job guy, and... The wife, she can't work. She's got to take care of the lurch, and or the uh, parents, which technically be grandparents, are having to take care of the little urchins. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a huge burden. It's a it's a burden. I know on... somebody has to fall into the position there, so it affects more than one person's life or two. But yeah, yeah like we said, the back alley program. Is what would go to you outlawed? It's prohibition. You got we're it right. Lee, in. we're 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 going back alley. Uh, you guys tell right. that, but I had a thank a you for the call, Lee. We really appreciate it. Great one. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. It is the show you can take control of. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And uh, some of those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. You know, Toby, um, just as we were coming back, we're going to get to the phone calls. They're all over the map, by the way. But uh, And I'm surprised, too, because the Pandora's box uh, did not open as, as far as uh, as it normally does. But we, we the, the Pandora's box of talk radio, of course, is abortion. And somebody brought it up via email. And we addressed the issue. And you, as we were coming back from break, made a great point that I thought was worth making on air. We've already covered the fact that if you make abortion illegal, it just goes underground. Right. It becomes more dangerous. It becomes a product of the black market. And that's just a terrible thing that we certainly don't want in, in America. But there's another reason to uh, to not outlaw abortions. And, and what was that? Well, just to think about the responsibility level of some people who do have abortions. If they didn't have abortions, they wouldn't necessarily... Um, be a good host for that baby to live in when it's um, in the womb and everything. They, they're going to continue to drink. Maybe if they do drugs. I mean, when you are pregnant with a baby, you're not just, you can't just do whatever you want. You need to eat right. You can't yeah. use alcohol. You can't do drugs. You can't do any of that. Imagine if those babies instead were carried to term and then adopted. Well, we're going to have a lot of more people who have fetal alcohol syndrome who are crack babies. Great. And so What's that on cost and so to take forth. care of? Well, I don't know what it costs to take care of. That would be uh, up to the person who, uh, you know, decided to take care of that child, and someone likely would. And our public school system. Well, I, look, I mean, now you've got you're talking about a public school system problem. Well, I'm you're just not talking, talking about, about this, an abortion problem. The situation we'd be in right now if uh, all the abortions were carried to term and then adopted. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, but I mean, everybody yeah, that sounds bad. Everybody to me. who has, um, you know, mental defects, physical defects, those pe- people are not without. Look at Ian. They're not without value. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, here's a guy who's thoroughly mentally flawed, and he's got a very successful radio show. <laughs> so, You've got to be a little mentally flawed to be successful in radio. I'm just, opinion. I'm just saying that uh, to, to to say that somebody with FAS is, um, you know, flawed and should be uh, eliminated, it's a little. Well, life is better without life is better without FAS. I mean, there's no doubt about well, that, right? You know, life is better if you're not a crack somebody with baby. FAS and ask them if they'd like to die. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. The point still remains, and I think it's still a good point, Toby, that, uh, again, if you force people to have kids they don't want, there are going to be all kinds of unintended consequences, and those consequences are going to be are going to be f- first and foremost on those kids. Right. I mentioned earlier that I've had several friends who had abortions, and it's good that they did, primarily because they wouldn't have stopped drinking. They would have conti- they're in college and they would have continued to drink even if they know that they're gonna have a baby and adopt it. It's like, awful. well, I'm not gonna be taking care of it. Right. It's just awful. And so, just yet another reason. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let the market decide. Government should not fund it and it should not prohibit. As we go to the phones, calls all over the map. Let's go. Uh, we'll take them in order. Brandon in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, uh, I just had a story about the NRA and I also had a question for you. Sure. And um, the story goes like this. I, uh, the other week, I was watching TV, and, um, or it uh, might have been on the Internet, but I saw that the NRA had come out in favor of this uh, a new gun law. And I called them. I said, well, what's this all about? And they said, well, it's not a gun control law. 
and um, they went on to explain it just recategorizes people. Hey, I don't really remember what the law was called, but it's not that important. It just recategorizes people and uh, on the gun li- on the background checklist, and it's supposed to make it more efficient and whatnot. And I said, okay, okay. And then they started going on and attacking gun owners of America. While you were on the phone with them? While I was on the phone. Wait, wait, did you bring up gun owners of America? No, they just said, um, but some people are coming out and they're calling themselves no compromise gun um, uh, opponents to um, gun control. And they said, that sounds great and everything, but they, would, they, they don't care if murderers and, and rapists have guns. I, I said, wait a minute. I said, I thought the whole point of gun control, or the reason we were against it, one of which was the government can't keep guns out of the hands of murderers and rapists. Well, you know, hold on. In, in well, defense of murderers and rapists um, everywhere, I am a convicted <laughs> murderer, you know, and I've been out of prison Mark. for almost 10 years now. Some I've managed to prove to you society... You mean former murderers and former rapists. Well, I mean, I, I guess once you're a murderer, you're always a murderer, right? I mean, that's one of those things that sticks with you. Well, unless you didn't do the crime like I, you. I didn't, but I mean, I've been convicted of it. And and all I'm saying is, uh, look, when when you start painting with broad brushes, about murderers and rapists having weapons. Look, I've been out of prison for uh, eight plus years now, mm-hmm. and I'm likely, very, very likely, never ever to go back. Is uh, I have a wife. I, you know, I'm starting a family. Does that mean that I can't defend my house? I mean, I can't defend no, my wife. I mean, right. that's, oh, I'm, that's, I'm, that's, I'm not. I'm not going after you, Brandon. I'm just saying. No, I, I anybody who would back becoming... that up, anybody who thinks to themselves, "Oh, well, it's a good idea that murderers and rapists don't get." Wait a second. I well, my, my question is, if, if we're going to keep um, people who were in prison, if we're not going to restore all their rights and liberties, then why do we even let them out of prison if they're still a danger? That's an excellent question. Yeah, but, but again, again, the real point I, I was trying to get at, and you, and you brought up a good point, but the, the NRA starts coming out in favor of, on the phone to me, came out in favor of gun control that was aimed to stop criminals and murderers from getting guns. Mm. I, I thought, wait a minute. That's that. We don't, as people who oppose gun control, we don't think the government can stop that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but you see, I mean, the NRA is a different. I was on the phone with the Brady campaign. Well, the it NRA is a different organization today than it used to be. The NRA yeah. is far more politicized than it ever has been in the past. And just like a politician taking a political stand because it's he perceives it to be popular, that's what the NRA is doing here. It's taking the political position that uh, criminals are always yeah. going to be criminals and they shouldn't be able to have their rights back. And they they are taking that position because they believe it resonates with their concerns. Base. Yeah, and and, uh, and when they uh, came out and started attacking gun owners in America, I was offended. I thought, you know what, that's just not even necessary. I, I thought I thought we were on the same team here trying to protect no. gun rights. They are on the team of the status not. quo. The NRA so. is not <laughs> interested in repealing the 20,000 gun laws not. at the federal level. They want them enforced. They're all and, for the current government. Yeah, you're completely right. And now, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Uh, about oh, wait, wait, the hold on, hold on. Before the question, a okay. uh, question for you. Are you an NRA supporter? Uh, no, I'm a former member. I didn't renew my, my membership. I, did uh, you tell that years. woman on the phone that was trashing gun owners of America that uh, she, you're definitely not going to renew now? And in fact, well, I told her that I'm a former. I told her that I haven't renewed. Um, I, I might have said that, or I might have fibbed a little bit and said I don't plan on renewing. Um because of this crap that good good for you all right what's your question brandon okay well i was listening to the radio today and um a radio program came on and started talking about the internet equality act have you guys heard of this the what equality act the internet equality act i don't Mm. think so 
Well, uh, and if I have the name right, I hope I do. But I was just, it has to do with um, internet radio. Oh, that. Yeah, okay, okay. I wasn't sure what the act was called, but we discussed okay. that in detail uh, actually last hour. So if you want to grab... Oh, well, you caught me not listening. If you want to grab the podcast on that later I'll tonight, definitely you do can that. do hey, that. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for the call, dude. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. The feds are raising the rates on internet music streaming. It's bad, bad news, and it's going into effect next month. They're trying to stop it, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. We've got Mike. We've got Lee. Your calls as well. Actually, we already took Lee. (laughs) We've got some calls, and we'll take them. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away. They include the bulletin board system approaching 250,000 posts, over 1,500 people interacting, all kinds of stuff to talk about, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all, all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. Get interactive. bbs.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Excuse me. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. As we go to the phones, to the fun, Mike in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing today? What's happening? Uh, I want to switch gears 180 degrees. Y'all ready? Yeah, okay. Go for it. Uh, I was listening to some... uh, other GCM programs today, and they were talking about the implement, the uh, gradual implementation of uh, martial law. Yes, the implementation of martial law. Sure, it's and, been going on for a while now. Well, what I've been noticing is, I, did y'all guys ever see that movie Red Dawn? Long time ago. Yeah, I vaguely remember Red Dawn. The teenage kids running around with AK-47s fighting off the Russians, right? Right. Well, and some hot girls. Well, that's true. I remember that movie too. I saw it in the 80s. Now, what I was going to tell you is. I've been doing some soul-searching about this, and if they're going to try to pull off getting rounding up all these citizens and putting them in FEMA camps, I think, I think it's going to uh, uh, backfire on them because the war will get out so quickly that uh, the, the resistance will spread. Well, I've heard about the FEMA camps, and they've been pretty effectively debunked. Um, the, the so-called photos of these FEMA camps are really just actually pictures of old railroad facilities, uh, old Amtrak repair facilities, and I, I question those claims. But there are some facts that are out there, and some of these shows, you know, they, they're kind of light on the facts and a lot and heavy on the conspiracy. But the fact is, uh, KBR, subsidiary of Halliburton, has been awarded a multi-hundred, I think like 300-plus million dollar contract in order to build detention camps here in the United States. Now, the stated purpose for that... I don't know, $300 million is going to build a a bunch of huge camps, I'll tell you. Well, if it's more like a kind of like a tent city kind of a camp like uh, old uh, Joe Arpaio has down in the southern border, then that wouldn't be very expensive. But nonetheless, um, they they do have a multi-hundred million dollar, multi-hundred million dollar contract from the feds to build these camps should they be needed for allegedly the purposes 
of a uh, large scale immigration compass, you know, uh, people getting uh, snatched up by ICE. Uh, for instance, uh, either way, whether you're putting Muslims in there or immigrants in there or dissenters in there, it's a scary precedent and a scary concept for uh, the uh, supposedly free country of America. And there is also other other facts like uh, the Military Commissions Act, Defense Authorization Act of 2006 and 7, respectively, that have essentially paved the way for the U.S. military to be used for policing purposes right here in the United States at the president's say so. Uh, there's just some scary stuff going on. We really should be vigilant. We should pay attention. But I don't know. I don't know how okay, quickly can I stop people... I, well, to, to address your last point, and that is that people will be aware of these things. I'm not sure about that. If somebody disappears from their home one day, how are we going to know that it was the CIA that snatched them up? Well, the way they would do it, they round up thousands of people at a time. But why would they do that? Um, to To, well... It's it's the reason the other countries have done it. You know, like with the Nazis when they put the uh, the the Jews and the Gypsies in in the in the boxcars. I understand what you're saying, but why would they go about it that way when they could do it much more subtly and take just a few people here and a few people there, very very quietly, to where you just got missing persons, not necessarily any trace of them, not necessarily knowing where they went, not um, being like like you don't know the goon squad is on your street. They're doing it at three in the morning, and uh, nobody even sees it happen. Right. Well, okay. I see your point. What you're saying is that they wouldn't do it. Through like thousands, hundreds of troops going down the street and just rounding people up, right? That's I would not if if I were in charge of rounding people up. That's not how I would do it. I'd be very subtle about it. And uh, well, you got a point there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd take I, people. I'd take people from their bedrooms at night. Um, I would take them on their way home from work. I would take them at random, you know, random points where it, it would just look like a kidnapping, and you wouldn't be able to necessarily trace it to the government's activities. Well, w- once you've uh, got somebody who's convicted, you know, who's guilty of a crime, as far as the public's concerned, you can pretty much do anything you want with them. So you've got an illegal alien here, or you have somebody who's a quote-unquote suspected terrorist, and and they've got Ali in their last name somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do anything you want with those people. You could you could literally lock up a, a quarter of the Mexican population in the United States uh, t- tomorrow, and it just wouldn't matter to people. Some people but, would be cheering it on. But you know what? Um, to take Mike's position, even if they did go with like this all-out assault, let's say they went in and they rounded up anybody with Muhammad in their name mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, even if they did this sort of public assault, uh, public confiscation of lives, and putting them in these camps. You really think that would cause an uprising, or would it just cow the American people? Would they just be even more scared than they are today? Because right now, today, Americans are scared of their government. And if they find out that they're going from house to house, snatching people out of their homes and throwing in the, throwing them into camps, is that necessarily going to do anything to spur them into action? If, you, if, you're, um, so. if you're collecting illegal immigrants and uh, people whose uh, last name is uh, Ak- uh, Ahmed... Some will be cheering. I mean, the internment camps are a perfect example and not very distant U.S. history. Right. Americans will accept it. I absolutely believe they would. Mike, your thoughts on that? Well, I I think as more and more words getting out and people are getting so frustrated that uh, I I don't think it'll work. I I think more and more people are waking up to the fact. I'm talking to more and more people every day saying that, you know, uh, just things don't just seem right, you know? But are those people willing to take up arms against the government when they see their neighbors being thrown in jail? I'm not going to say. 
Yeah, but, I, I, it's not very likely. And just based on how the American populace is, I mean, they are raiding businesses and confiscating illegal immigrants, so-called illegal immigrants, to the cheers of many Americans. To us, that's that's anathema. To those of us who believe in liberty, that's outrageous. It's it's upsetting. But even for us, it's not enough to go down there and you know assault the ICE offices. We aren't ready to take action in that way. Heck no, I wouldn't. wouldn't so do it. I mean, really, uh, it's it's really hard to say what would happen. And I hope it never well, comes to that. That's why the more you expose it. The, the more people that you wake up, and basically by exposing them, you know, information. That's why Alex Jones calls it information warfare. If it's if you shine a light on it, they're less likely to do it. I hope you're right about that, and Mike, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Sure. I agree. Uh, information is powerful. Uh, we definitely need to continue talking about these things. But is it time to take action yet? No. I, I'm not ready to take uh, to to make violent moves against the government. I don't think it's that time at all. But when will it be that time? Will we get to that point, and how will we know that point is here? These are all questions that everyone's going to have to answer on an individual basis. Or they can just come to New Hampshire and help us not have to <laughs> ask that I question. really think that's the best way to head this off at the pass, because the things that we're ta- that Mike is talking about, they are coming down the pipe. Whether it's going to happen to so-called illegal immigrants, or Muslims, or whoever the next group of evil is that the government wants to target... You know, it's it's once again, I referenced it last night, back to Pastor Martin Emoller's old, uh, famous old quote from World War II times. You know, first they came for the fill-in-the-blank, and I wasn't a fill-in-the-blank, so I didn't stand up and protest. And by the time they, they'd come for everyone else, they came for me, there wasn't anyone else around to stand up for me. So we are going to have to stand up at some, po- at some point and uh, defend our freedoms against the in- encroaching tyranny of this government. The question is, when? I hope it doesn't get to that point. I hope, Toby, you're right. I hope we can move enough people to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project that uh, will back up people who are already making that stand, like Ed Brown in Plainfield, who will back him up and uh, and scare the feds off and get them the hell out of here, and maybe we can secede. And, and then if the, the other 49 states want to uh, to throw their own citizens in, in pens, then, then it will be their business, and uh, that's fine. They can do that. But, man, it's just a scary, scary situation in this country today. And it's really, it's really kind of frightening what's going on. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI line. If you want to talk about uh, the impending police state, because it is, it, you know, whether you like it or not, the government is getting more intrusive, more oppressive, more expensive, more controlling than they ever have in the past, and at what is arguably a faster clip than they ever have in the past. Or perhaps you have a good argument that America is the land of the free. Maybe. There's people out there that believe it. They'll tell you that. I'd love to hear that argument. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Toby. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Join Toby online at freemindstv.com. Oh, thanks for the plug. Yep. As we go to the phones, it is Nigel in Louisiana. You're on Free Talk Live, Nigel. Nigel. Hi. Hey, Hi. hey what's on your mind? Um, well, I actually saw a FEMA camp today. It was in Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana, and it was filled with Katrina refugees. Yeah, they have those. There's people that are um, uh, finding refuge from Katrina. Do they know that it happened almost two years ago? <laughs> you know, that's what I thought, but I, I've, I'd never been there before today, and there are still it's, crushed up boats it, along the side of the road. And 
It's not a refugee camp anymore. It's public housing now. Yeah, that's true. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's, is there any chance that KDR got this contract to plan ahead for future events like Katrina? I mean, I know the government is really horrible at planning ahead, and that's probably why KDR got the contract, but... Yeah. I mean, there are other explanations for this besides that, oh, well, they're going to come all of us who don't believe, who don't worship at the cult of the omnipotent state, and they're going to stick us in camps and, you know, underground in Kansas or something, I right? Don't think it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that the federal government would put immigrants in camps. That's what the uh, proposed reason for the KBR contract was, that they, they were to build okay. immigration detention camps here in America. I mean, to some extent, they already have those along the Mexican border, so that really wouldn't be a surprise whatsoever. Right. So this would just be an extension of that, building bigger camps um, for to hold more of them. Basically, that's what the the proposal is. And there are plenty of people. They there are people who have called this show in the past who have advocating rounding up all Muslims. How you would go about doing this, I have no idea, because how you determine whether someone is a Muslim or not seems a little difficult. Uh, but going around rounding up Muslims and putting them into camps, these are these are ideas with some level of acceptance amongst the American population, and that's kind of scary, isn't it, Nigel? Yes, it is. And it, it is scary in that that could lead, if that, if that is done, which wouldn't be entirely surprising, it could lead to them saying, oh, well, People with dangerous political views or all that other sort of stuff could. Yes. Yeah. If they can get away, if they can get away with putting, you're right. It's a very slippery and dangerous slope. If they get away with putting immigrants in camps, it's just another step till they put Muslims in camps. Just another step till they put uh, dissenters in camps. And there are probably plenty of people out there saying, "What? That could never happen in America." But it already has. It happened during World War II, and no one batted an eye at it. Well, Ian, I'm sure there are people who would say that you, who advocate. Dissolving the government should be put in a camp because you're... I would be one of the first, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think that's that far away at all, ideologically. Yep. We hope it. We hope it won't happen. We hope that people getting together in New Hampshire and standing together for liberty will prevent it. I believe it will. I think that the government already has no idea. They have no flipping clue what to do with these liberty, uh, liberty activists here in New Hampshire. Nigel, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. You, you look at uh, great activists like Lauren Canario. We had her on the show over the weekend talking about her brand of activism, her brand of non-cooperation when it deal when it comes to dealing with the police and and them arresting you. Um, they. They're throwing monkey wrenches into the system so effectively, and there's only a handful of activists that are doing it so far. You've got Ed and Elaine Brown holed up in their house in Plainfield, New Hampshire. Um, they've got a bunch of supporters, free staters and non-free staters, just people that uh, that believe that you should be free to keep the money you earn. They're standing up. They're standing next to Ed and Elaine Brown and saying, if Ed and Elaine Brown go down, so am I, and the feds don't know what to do about this. They, 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 they're just freaking out. They must. I can only imagine what their meetings are like over the these things. I mean, they have not taken any action, and Ed and Elaine Brown have been in their home since uh, fall of last year without the feds making a move. I mean, they're they're frozen. They're well, they're paralyzed. making moves. They just haven't been. They haven't gone in and made the move. Right. They, the they, decisive they, one. Well, they flexed their might a couple of weeks ago when they surrounded Ed Brown's house with all their armament and everything, but they didn't end up doing anything. 
So, I mean, they're they're sort of testing the waters and trying to figure out exactly what to do, but it feels like to, it feels like to me that they're, they're sort of spinning their wheels. They don't really get it. Meanwhile, I think Ed is getting more and more support as more and more people hear about his case. I know that when we talked about it on Free Minds TV, all the phone callers we got were positive. Um, and Excellent. Saying, yeah, they should leave him alone. And I think that he's... It is difficult situation for the feds. It's hard for they they're on very thin ice. The longer, hurt anyone. the longer they wait, the more difficult it apparently is going to get. Because we originally thought that Ed Brown's level of support was going to taper off, right. and that that when no one was left, the feds were going to make their move. So far, that hasn't occurred. People are continuing to stand by Ed. He's a rallying point for those who believe in liberty and getting people uh, getting this insane tax system off of our backs. So as the, as time goes on and more people pay attention to this, it's only going to get more and more difficult for the feds. And then they're going to look impotent. Right. And as soon as they look impotent, then more people will do what Ed Brown and Elaine are doing and they're going to say, "Screw this. I'm done paying my tax. I'm done paying taxes too. I'm not going to fund this federal beast anymore." You know, it's great. I and with the free staters, he gets more and more support. I was driving through Manchester the other day and I saw some people holding signs, huge sign that says, I support Ed Brown. I'm like, that's awesome. I didn't even hear about this, yep. but that's just mm. the kind of support he's getting now. And uh, and Ed and Elaine, they've, they've said time and time again that they're doing this for you. Obviously, they're doing it for themselves, but they are doing it for you. They could have gone to the jail cell. They could have gone and, you know, followed the legal path but they're they're standing up for liberty and we are all going to benefit from this whatever it comes of it I yeah think. i think ed brown has definitely set himself up to be a martyr for um you know for liberty for yeah. liberty as far as uh, you know, not paying taxes let's go to the phones we got to get to tom in kgez land in montana tom you're on free talk live hello sir uh, great show thanks i like the idea of the free state in new hampshire yes, sir. uh isn't that a pretty small state though on the eastern coast yeah it's sure pretty is. small um it's very we come from florida so it's like no problem driving across the state here it's a lot like a county yeah well i'm originally from michigan but i've been uh, many years gone from that country uh it, it seems to me like even if you had a very large concentration of free staters there where our government is going these days uh, when they get the control they think they want, wouldn't they just kind of blow that little small concentration of people right off the map? Well, there's certainly those who have uh, pr- have proffered paranoid scenarios like that in the past. And, you know, that sort of a scare tactic isn't going to do anything to scare me away from fighting for liberty. If that's what happens, then that's what happens. I mean, a nuke could hit anywhere in the country tomorrow if somebody wanted to launch one of them. I don't live my life in fear of that. Do you? Oh, no, absolutely. I'm not in fear. Um... Excuse me. When I first came to Montana, I thought this was a wonderful place. I've been here for 20 years, and I still love it. Uh, and there's a large concentration of conservatives here, but uh, the uh, people in control seem to be the uh, the enemy of, of the conservatives. And the reason for that is because when power exists, those who seek it will go after it, and then they will use it on those who just you know they you know they just want to live their lives. Whether they're cons- they call themselves conservatives or liberals, the fact is they're authoritarians, people that deem to know how best you should run your life, and those are the people that seek government office. It's it's a problem in every state. Well, they're certainly ruining this wonderful state. You yeah. know, I mean. 
it, it's a wonderful place, but our government is ruining the country, and they've sure screwed up this place. Yep, I understand and completely, uh, completely sympathize with your situation. And Tom, great thank, show, guys. Thank, I love listening to you. Thank you for Talk the call. To you later. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's frustrating. See, people all over the country are, are they're sick and tired of the federal, state, and local governments yep. being in their business, telling them when, what they can do, when they can do it, how they can do it, and how much they have to pay in order to do it. It's time to just say no to government. Let's go to the phones and talk to Joe in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live, Joe. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I want to talk about the uh, Chris Benoit problem today that happened. About yeah. uh, Chris Benoit. The wrestler. And, uh, the steroid issue. Either he killed his wife and his kids due to steroids. Do you think that's what it was? No, because honestly, because I take steroids and um, I have no rage problem at all. I mean, I mean, I'm packing a lot of stuff other places, but that I have was your no best rage call problem. ever, by the way. Best call ever from that cranker. And now I have, I can personally say that I've taken steroids and I had a real attitude problem when I took. Really? Them. Yeah. How much? How much did you take? Not, not very much. Wow. I had a, so it didn't a few, take a lot. Then, a few huh? weeks worth of uh, a cycle, I guess, is what they call it. Hell if I know. It was pills. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, how did you uh, notice? How did I notice what? The attitude problem. I uh, found myself picking fights with large black men in prison. Oh. I've had friends who uh, I've seen them off steroids and then seen them go on, and you can. there's definitely a whole personality change. Yeah, it wasn't good. But that was that cranker's best call. I recognize his voice. <laughs> I recognize his voice every time he comes on. So okay. I know that our board op probably is hovering over the dump button or whatever. But uh, he was actually kind of funny on that one. Getting All better. Right. So uh, so yeah, we are in a uh, pretty uh, pretty. But let's talk about the Chris Benoit situation. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Pretty <laughs> shocking, right? I mean, this is. It was a couple weeks ago that we announced, I guess, that uh, Vince McMahon had blown up in a limousine, and that was a joke. He didn't really die. That was just cinema for the for the He's World Wrestling dead? Federation. No, he's not dead. I'm gonna have to go check he, on it. I think he commented on the Chris Benoit situation. <laughs> he came back from the dead to comment on the real dead guy. But man, how scary is that, right? I mean, this wrestler allegedly has has killed his wife and kid, and then uh, shot it, or killed himself in some way. That's what the cops are thinking now, though. Who knows? Yeah, maybe anyone, it, and maybe and it was a triple homicide. Who knows? It, it likely the steroids had something to do with it. It really it gives you a really bad attitude. That's scary stuff. It's been in here with you and Toby and Mark. We. We'll return tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 